I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. I'm not so good at hide and seek because I can't see. Welcome back, everyone. Um, or welcome. I'm acting like everyone is listening. Um, my name is Mark Ivy. I am blind. My podcast is not blind, but if a podcast could be blind, I guess that you could say my podcast is blind because it is called I Can't See. This is episode two, Dos, and I have guest number two. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest, you know what? The podcast is called I Can't See, but it could be called We Can't See. We'll toss that around. Um, my guest today is, uh, he is an engineer from Boeing who happens to be blind, a stand-up comedian who happens to be blind. So, ladies and gentlemen, take your left hand, your right hand. If you're driving, take your hands off the wheel. If you're holding two babies, drop those babies or lay them down gently. Take that left hand and the right hand and make some noise for Mr. Sean Berg. Hey, hey, all right. I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. What did you think about that? <laughs> that was funny. I like the, yeah, let's... <laughs> Let's try not to drop them babies too far. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't drop them. That could be another podcast. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, don't drop the baby podcast. <laughs> We're starting off with a bang. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Sean? Oh, not much. You know, just another Monday morning. You know, just hanging out, just trying to <laughs> trying to get the week started. Just doing engineer yeah. stuff. Yep. Uh, just you know, being a little slow today. It was a long weekend, so. I'm just trying to make it through Monday. How quick, how long before you tell a, a, a date that you go on that you're an engineer from Boeing? Is that pretty quick, I bet? Uh, I, no. I mean, okay. if they it's, if they ask what I do, I'll say, but I don't you like, say throw on my, like, yeah. Plane I'm, stuff? I'm an engineer, you know. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like the Dosa Keys guy, you know, like I'm the most interesting man in the world. The, <laughs> the Dosa Keys guy. Yeah. Um. I miss the old Dosakis guy. I know. Yeah. He um you didn't even, you don't even have to see to like know how cool he looks. So just by his voice, he's like, I am the most interested man in the world. Yeah. It's like, yes, like, you are. Guy is smooth. Yes, you are. Um, do you remember how we met? I do. I do. That was that was a funny night. because uh, you both of us were going to our first open mic and you were going to perform. I was going just to watch. But you ended up performing. No, I didn't perform. Oh, you didn't? I performed the following week, but. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was going to, you know, kind of get the the gist of things and figure things out. I'm like, oh, how does this work? Yeah. So I, so I had been planning on doing, on doing an open mic forever during the pandemic. I was like, you know what? I'm signing up, signed up and uh, saw that my name was on the Bricktown comedy list. And I was like, oh man, I'm actually, I'm actually doing it. So I show up like an hour early, just like, I don't know what to do, you know? I walk in, start clicking my cane around, found the bar. I'm sitting there, and this guy who you know, who we both know now, uh, Lenny Van Horn, is sitting at the bar. It's Van Horn, right? Yeah, yeah, Van, it's Van Horn. Horn. And um, I'm just asking him about you know comedy stuff, probably annoying the crap out of him. And uh, so he goes about his business, and he comes back, and he goes, "All right, like the the jig's up." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "You guys are in on this together." I'm like, and on, I have no idea what you're talking about, Lenny. He goes, your blind buddy just showed up. And I was like, blind buddy? I don't even know. No? Uh, and he's like, yeah, he's got a cane and everything. And I was just like, what are the odds? that two, And then the fact that you 
were there for, for going up, like your intention was to eventually go up. Um, and I just was like, I was blown away. I was so glad you didn't go up. Cause I was like, Nope. Like I'm the blind guy tonight. <laughs> I remember when, when, cause Lenny came over to me, I was just sitting over standing in the corner. Cause I'm like, I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, how this works. <laughs> I'm just here just to again, ask questions and figure it out for the future. And Lenny comes over, he goes, Hey, so are you really blind? Or are you just uh, messing with us? I'm like, no, I really am. He's, He's like, no way. There's another blind guy here. He's like, this is awesome. Two blind guys walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here, come here. You want to meet him? I'm like, sure. Come over there. He's like, hey, Mark, this is Sean. And uh, you and him have something in common. And I remember you shook my hand. You're like, are you blind too? <laughs> sure am. You're like, you a-hole. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the blind guy. <laughs> I like, I genuinely meant that. I was like, man, like I was like, this guy's going to go up and, and then I then I heard you go up for the first time, and I'm not gonna lie, I was like, thank God he did not go up that same night because I got <laughs> I told like I did I did well my first night, but it was a lot of blind stuff. And then you get up there like more blind than me, and like don't do anything any blind material, just like well written out material that just killed. And I was like, whew, like I definitely would have been not the funny blind guy that night. <laughs> I would have been the lame, you know, that would have sucked. Two blind guys. One's the funny one. One's not the funny one. It's no. a lot of pressure, Sean. Luckily, I think we both did. There's been some a uh, few nights when we've both gone up and we've both done well. So, uh, yeah, I still get uh, confused for you sometimes. I'm like, hey, I saw you uh, at Othello's or wherever back in whatever. I'm like, nah, that's that's the other one. It's the other so one. Like, oh, I guess we all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just group looping us all in <laughs> yeah. together. Uh, yeah, the other blind guy. Um, how, how did you lose your, your vision? So I lost my vision. I got diagnosed at four and a half with a brain tumor, uh, wrapped around the optic nerves. So I have no idea when it obviously started losing my sight or when it started growing, but that's when I got diagnosed and went through chemo and all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, nothing else got damaged, but just the optic nerves. So pretty much it's been, you know, 24 years now. So did, did you have full sight up until four and a half? Uh, and again, that's, I mean, it's been so long ago and it, you know, mean that little, how old are you I now? I'm 28, now, 28. So I don't really remember. And again, don't know when the tumor started growing. So it could have been a gradual, you know, gradual thing, but I assume, you know, maybe when I was three and a half, four, I probably still had full vision. But Did you name the tumor? No, I should have. I don't know if like the doctor like tried to like break it down to a child, a toddler. All right, so you got a pet tumor up there, little buddy. You want to go ahead and name <laughs> Timmy him? the tumor. Timmy. <laughs> it's Toby. <laughs> Toby the. T- <laughs> um. So so it. What do you see now? So I have no vision in my right eye at all. No light perception. No nothing. In my left eye, they call it pinhole vision. So I can see. I mean, it's hard to per- put a percent on. I'll, I'll say roughly 12, 15%. Okay. I, so I can see some color and whatnot. It's just not great detail, not much peripheral, and, uh, you know, certain contrast with colors is difficult. So it's just, I mean, you know as well as I do. It's kind of hard to explain, but that's uh, that's the best I got. Yeah, I, I explain to, to people that it looks like I'm, it's like looking through paper towel rolls. So like you're, you said you got like maybe 12 to 15% in that pinhole vision. That's kind of like my eyes together. I see about like 10 degrees combined. So just like, I mean, tunnel vision really. And then nothing at night. 
which is odd because I've noticed that like, even before you got to know Bricktown Comedy Club in the layout, you got around better than I did. And I don't know if you remember explaining this, but you said like, you said something along the lines of like, I haven't seen for so long that like, you know, I'm relying just on my brain and tapping into, you know, not like the superhero people stuff. People think about yeah, blindness, like yeah. hearing and everything, but like you're, you're mapping out the room like in your head to where for me, I have enough vision to where like my brain won't really fully tap into that. Cause I'm still trying to see because I do see things. Does that make sense? Yeah, you said it's, something it's, it's along. Something I'm butchering like I'm, that. It's because people always ask, you know, oh, your other senses, you know, heightened now that you can't see. I say, no, you're just more aware of them. And, you know, since I rely on them, it's just I'm used to it, again, growing up with it. So, like you said, walking through the comedy club, I just have stuff memorized. Okay, this is where these tables are. And, again, I still use some of my vision, what I do have, but it's a lot of relying on, okay, I know that this is how it's laid out. And, that's why when they actually moved around the tables in there, I'm like, you sons of, come on. <laughs> I almost went down. What is this, a sick joke? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to go down walking through this comedy club tonight, you know. <laughs> yeah, nothing worse than folks playing Helter Skelter with the furniture for blind folks. So <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Some people think it's a little messed up, but when I was uh, growing up, I actually have a bit I do about it, but. My parents sometimes, if they were really mad at me, if I did something really bad and, <laughs> you know, they move around maybe one of the furniture just a little bit and not tell me. <laughs> That's brutal. It's like, hey, you can't hit your kids. You're not supposed to, but. You know, a loophole. Like, they just step back in the room like, get a load of this. Here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> They're sitting there like, how many times did I tell you to clean the bathroom? Yeah, I, I told you to clean your room. Now look at look at you now. I'm like, I'm on it. They're like, well, I'm heading to the living room. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, be cool, be cool. You know? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, uh, yeah. And that's why you don't talk to your parents anymore. <laughs> they, are they, where are you from? I'm uh, from Washington State. So all my family, they're still back there. And it's, I hope... <laughs> Hope I'm talking about my family. They're awesome. Like I'm, they probably sound terrible. Yeah, they sound <laughs> great, Sean. <laughs> yeah. That's how I get, you know, kind of probably my sense of humor is from them because, you know, everybody's super fun-loving and just, you know, easygoing, but, you know, we have fun with each other. Right. They, they'd be they'd be doing the same thing if you could see just in another. Exactly. Yeah, they for sure. They didn't coddle me growing yeah. up. You know, it was, hey, can't see, so what? Deal with it. Let's, let's move on. No, when I um, – I have a coworker that just started not too long ago. Shout out Ashley Howard. She's going to be mortified when I tell this story. She's just the sweetest girl in the world. One of the, like, like, are you that sweet? There's something going on. But no, she really is <laughs> that sweet of a person. And uh, she takes me to the gas station and I come back to the car and, um, and I open the car and she goes, um, sir, can I help you? And I was just like, <laughs> wrong. And then she's like, no, no, I'm sorry. It's me. It's Ashley. It was the right car. And like, she freaked out thinking like, you know, she had just made the, and I go, no, like that's a term like of, you know, of endearment. Yeah. That means like you're comfortable. You can actually make sure it makes you're comfortable and you can make jokes with it. It's, right. It's, you know? Right. And so like I, because I have, I mean, it's just funny that that is like that whole awkward scenario is super triggering for me because I've done it so many times. I was going to say, have you gotten the wrong car? Yeah. Yeah, Same here. Uber. Like I'll come back out. One time I got in the wrong car and there was just a female in the, in the riding shotgun still in the car. And I get in the back 
closed the door and for whatever reason, something came over like my, my soul and I knew I was in the wrong car. Like my stomach just like dropped. And then she goes, um, sir. Like, and I was like, <laughs> ah, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm blind. I'm not like about to do, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Then I get please the, don't call the police. Yeah. I'm not no stranger danger. Yeah, no, and then I get in the Uber and I was like, oh my god, I just walked into the wrong, got into the wrong car. And the Uber driver goes, yeah, I saw you walk right by me, and I was just <laughs> like, dude, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for nothing. I had. I mean, it's been a while since I've done it, but I, think the, I remember one in college when one of my buddies, my roommates, was coming to pick me up. I'm sitting there by the library. I get out. Okay, the car pulls up. I thought it was his car. It kind of looked like it from my vision, and it sounded like it. So I went and hopped in. I'm like, all right, let's go. And this dude's <laughs> just in the front seat over there like, uh, I think you have the wrong car. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, <My> no. <laughs> like, hey, well, let's just let's forget this happened. All right? Yeah. No, that's the first thing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> this is the wrong car. <laughs> Who is coming out? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I done goofed. So – that's funny because there's like, you'll probably have a lot of stories, but a lot of people like to hear um, embarrassing blind stories. My little brother who also has RP, we always swap. And my dad who has RP, uh, Skip, my older brother, we call him the lucky one. Um, but we all share funny, embarrassing blind stories. Any any on the top of the noggin? So I told you one before we came in here, but I'm going to tell you a different one now. And this, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when I was in high school, I wrestled. I wrestled from, you know, when I was six years old all the way up through high school. And uh sided people? Yeah. Or sided wrestlers? Yep. Okay. And so one year we got to travel to Germany because our coach was a former Olympian, so we had some connections and we went over there to do like an exchange program. And the one day we took the day off from training, went to the lake and there were spots where it's, you know, nude beaches. <laughs> so of course it's a bunch of you know teenage dudes we're out there on these paddle boats okay you know when in rome <laughs> and so we're sitting there on these paddle boats and we pull up to this beach and no one told me that this was the public beach where you have to be clothed so i'm the only naked one left <laughs> and that lake was cold fyi i'm just someone comes up like sean like put your clothes on i'm like i can't, Come believe, on, God. I can't believe you took them off well, come on. I mean, you, no, I, mean, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you are on a, if you are on a new right, beach, like different country, different continent, whatever. And, you know, you know, it's not like we have stuff like that here. And again, teenage boys, like, of course, you're going to push the limits. So it's like, might as well. All right. And then, of course, they're all, you know, jerks didn't tell me. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so you just come on to this beach. Just I, I'm just envisioning like the paddle boat, like coming up on shore and everyone just stepping out and then just people screaming like, ah, luckily no one screamed, but just someone's like, Hey, or, you know, one of the other coaches or something was with us. Like, Hey, uh, wrong beach. <laughs> Put your trunks on dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah. I mean, there's been so many, it's just, <laughs> no, I it's had ridiculous. the story you told right before this was, you know, you were working out and thought the machine was, no one was on it. And you re reached out and grabbed the dude's thigh. Yeah. I mistake the man's leg for a piece of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this just, uh, over or Friday, Thursday night, I'm having dinner with my, with my wife, uh, for her birthday and I go to the restroom 
and um, I hear like the ur- I don't know why I knew I just kind of heard the urinal to my left, like running or something. I just knew I was like, okay, it must be over there. And I reached my hand out and just like you know touched the dude's butt. And I was like, ah, no. <laughs> I was like, ah, because like he's got his back to me, so like right. he for sure does. And I just like start tapping my cane. I'm like, sir, I'm sorry, I'm blind, I can't see. I'm, like tapping, you're like you said, like over, like overdoing the blindness thing just to right, make like, sure. Yeah, make sure because they come just. He knows I'm not just creep. rolling in butt touching just for the fun of it. <laughs> um, but my my other one's touching too. I think I I was on uh, my honeymoon and we went snorkeling. And then when we came in, it was like, you go turn your gear in. It was like in this, in like this gift shop slash snorkel rental thing. And it was pretty dark. And my wife was just like, here, give me your gear. And I'm just like, all right, thanks. And I'm like looking at shirts and stuff. And there's like a rack of shirts and I'm feeling like the shirt material. I'm like, oh, that feels nice. That feels nice. And come to the end of it and the mannequin sitting there. And I'd start feeling the mannequin like right by the nipple. I'm like, that feels, and he goes, what are you doing? Oh, and I was like, no. go! You're not a mannequin at all! <laughs> so I have so, and at the time, I didn't have my, like, I wasn't using a cane or anything. Oh, like, no. I was straight up being just, this guy was like, what are you doing? He's been like, hey, I can tell you work out, I guess. Yeah. You know, get on you. you, know, you <laughs> I got the heck out you, of there. How much you bench? <laughs> yeah. And I came back, and my wife could just tell by, like, my face. She's like, what'd you do? What did you do? Like, I know you've done something dumb. And I was like, you don't want to know. Let's just get the heck out of here. <laughs> it's funny how that, and especially it sticks with you way long. Like that person, they probably thought, okay, that was weird. But, you know, forgot about it a week later. But you, it's just so, it's mortifying when it happens. So oh, yeah. it's like, oh, it just makes your skin crawl. Yeah. I was at a Dillard's once in like this, I was in uh, like the little clothes section where the, like those hanger stands are just kind of scattered around. Right. And so there's a lady crouching down looking I don't know what she's doing she's crouching down looking at clothes and I'm with my dad and remember my dad has the same eye disease as I do and so he his peripherals you know he doesn't have any really and so he doesn't see her and like I'm talking because she tried to like move up and get out of the way but it was too late (laughs) crotch right into the face of this of this poor lady and she like like slow motion kind of like falls on her back and my dad's like his momentum's already going front, so now he's just oh, got to like finish no. finish straddling her, <laughs> and like he like helps her up, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're we're gonna get it banned from everywhere. <laughs> Did he have a cane? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't use a cane. He still drives. He should have just been like, I don't know, just at that point, lean into it. Just be like, was that as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> 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 it's yeah, it's gonna be awkward. Just I don't know, really right. make it. Right, give her a story to go on with. That's that's funny. Um, did you uh, back to Washington State? Did you go to school there? I did. I went to uh, you know K through twelve there. I actually so my hometown was pretty small, so I had to be uh, transported you know on a bus every day, probably an hour away to another school that had a, a program for blind people, you know, to teach me technology and braille and all that good stuff. Can you read braille? I can. Okay. That being said, they uh, switched it up. They have the UA, what is it, UAB, whatever it is, the the new Braille code that came out a few years ago. What? Yeah, I'm like, come on. Like, you're going to switch <laughs> it on me now when I'm an adult? What? I didn't know that, and oh, I should. Yeah. We teach Braille right upstairs. 
I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, this has been, I guess, probably more than a few years. Uh, Could you imagine if, like, people just with normal sites, like, hey, uh, by the way, you know that whole alphabet thing we we're talking about? You're going to need to relearn to read. Yeah, exactly. Check out this new S, right? This isn't. Yeah. <laughs> the S isn't an S anymore. Or, yeah. You had to deal with that. It's. But, yeah, so I grew up, that's uh, up until, I think, middle school or sixth grade. They finally got a program in my hometown, so I got to go go to school with my friends, which was super cool. I was, I was excited. No, that's, um, you know, me and my brother there, we have Oklahoma school for the blind in Muskogee. Um, great. I mean, it's great. Like you, they get to go do what you just explained, but there is you, if you want to stay in like a public school, you should be able to, there should be like funding to, for accommodations, like in the classroom and things like that. And they're just not like yeah. we, we were lucky and we, our, our, we w- went to Jinx High School, and they um, they got a little bit of money for a public school, and so they were able to, especially my younger brother. But that was huge, getting to stay in the public school with some of the friends you, like, you grew up with. Right, right. And see, it's funny because the one I went up to up until I got to go to my hometown, it was still a public school. It's just, you know, my town was so small, and I think there was maybe only two blind people in the whole school district at, at that time. So... You know, they, there was no funding for it up until, you know, middle school. But, and, and did you need your books in Braille? Or at the time, were, did they have audio options? Uh, they had a little bit of both, depending on what the book was or uh, you know, assignments and stuff of that nature. We actually had someone within the, like the county that would transcribe stuff for us in Braille, which is super nice. You know, if it's a homework assignment or a test. Because now it would be all audio, I would assume. Is that how you would prefer it? I, see, I prefer reading like in Braille, you know, hard copy stuff. Okay. But a lot of stuff, you know, is audio. And it's so hard because Braille, you know, it's it's massive. If one book, oh, print sure. book, if you put it into Braille, it's going to be volumes, you know. So it's just space-wise, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, unfortunately. And then um, is Washington State or Washington that you went? So yeah. I actually went for my uh, bachelor's. I went to Embry-Riddle, which is in Arizona. Or they okay. have two campuses. One is in Arizona, one's in Florida, or Florida, as some people say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went there for four years, came back, and got my master's at University of Washington. So you know, came back home, and now now I'm in Oklahoma. So I've been, how long have you been here? Uh, just over a year now. Okay, so you got your first little taste of some bad weather over the oh, weekend. I think well, I think it was the second week I was here last year was when the big. Uh, at the ice storm in February was. Yeah. I'm like, no one told me this happens. Like, no one told me that this gets this cold. I was, I was <laughs> I'm like, I didn't prepare. I don't have any warm clothes or, you know, yeah, clothes for minus 27. Yeah, it's either minus 27 or 127 here. Yeah, that's, ooh, that's, <laughs> I'm used to 20 to 80, you yeah. know, and just rain, so. What so in college, like let's just to your master's program, what what were the what technology did you have to have to do your work? So outside of Braille. So um I would use I'd have someone sit with me in class, you know, in case uh, you know, the teacher is writing on the board and not verbalizing everything, so they could Either if they're drawing a graph or a picture, they can describe it to me, mm-hmm. or I'd have a little personal whiteboard that they could try to draw it for me. 
so I can use what mm-hmm. vision I did have, or you know, it reads stuff to me. And then I have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, my computer, my laptop. I have a Jaws with Fusion program, so it uh, reads me stuff audibly as well as I can zoom in super duper big. So you know, because Jaws doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mesh with every single program. What's Jaws stand for? For all you sighted, privileged folks that don't have to use Jaws. I gotta be honest. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I I do know. We we have a jaw. We all use Jaws, or I don't yet, but it's people are using it right above us right now. Uh, job access or something like that with Scrum. I don't know, but it's. I I tell people it's like the the world's leading Siri. Yeah, it's it's a screen reader. Yeah. it's it's you know for laptops and stuff right. for computers and. But, you know, depending on how certain programs or softwares are designed and built, sometimes it just doesn't doesn't mesh with JAWS, so it may not work very well with it. So that's why I use the, the Fusion portion, you know, where I can use Zoom text to, if it's something like, it's not reading it, or yeah. I'm going to zoom in 30x and, you know, try to do best I can here. Was Boeing your first job out of college? It was, yeah, up there in Washington. And then... Uh, how did that interview go? How much? How much did you have to um, talk about your your lack of vision? Uh, I mean, they didn't ask, but I I always bring it up at any interview I do, just because people have concerns and I want to you know address them to make sure they're not you know going like oh, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, I want to get it out of the bag right there. Be like, yes, I can do this. This is what, and this is how I'm do going to do it. Like letting the you're almost educating them. Yeah, like when I got. So I got laid off in 2020 because no one was flying, you know. In, in your face. Yeah, yeah. it's like, ah. <laughs> and got a job down here working for Boeing still, but on the military side of things. And so I told them when I did the interview and they gave me the job offer, I wanted to make sure, you know, I'm like, hey, what, what, what type of things or tasks am I going to be doing? And, you know, this is what I use and what I conceive. Just want to make sure that this is going to work. And they said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I got down here. And some of the stuff they asked me to do, I'm like, that's not going to work. But. Something just went through my head. Um, I, I forget the movie. It, Dick and Jane or whatever, the the ro- they rob banks and stuff. Oh, yeah, fun with Dick and Jane. Fun, yeah, yeah. With, do you remember when they, when they bring in Jim Carrey to, like, take the fall? Like, the, he thinks he's getting this huge promotion or whatever, but he's really just taking the fall uh, for, like, all the, like, the whatever, if they're laundering money or whatever. Do you remember that? I haven't seen watched the movie in so long. Okay, but. so here's where I'm going. It's like you get laid off, and they're like, "No, no, Sean, we're after the, like the 737 uh, grounding, you know, the planes uh, or 737 Maxes. Is that what they were? Yeah, yeah, the Max. Yeah, the ones that were just taking a taking a nosedive. <laughs> so like they bring Sean back. They're like, "All right, uh, here's your first uh, first task. You're going to um, we're putting this all on you." <laughs> yeah. Going to talk about how we gave you a chance as a uh, blind engineer to to help us out on this plane, and it went south. And um, this doesn't get us out of trouble. Yeah, blind guy put the wings on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no wings. <laughs> Luckily, I was not a part of that program. No, no plane. That I, <laughs> knock on wood, I guess, or I should say, yet. You know, none of the planes I've been a part of have uh, have swan dived out of the sky. <laughs> That's a, just put that on your resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. No airplane has kissed a cornfield under my watch. <laughs> that's um, when I found out that you were, so like New View, the building we're in, well, this is um, Possibilities, Inc., um, this nonprofit, but 
uh, upstairs is, is New View, Oklahoma, where I work, and we are the largest employer of the visually impaired and blind in the state. And when I found out, like, I just don't meet blind people that aren't some way, shape, or form working um, for for non for the state, for nonprofit, you know, that type of work. And so when I heard that, I was like, man, like, I, I tell people all the time that, that yes, we are the largest employer of visually impaired and blind, but one day – 10 years down the road, if we're not that, that'd be awesome. Because that means we're getting jobs outside of our walls and people in the private sector, um, like like Boeing, for great example, are giving us chances. Right, yeah. And then hopefully that's starting a domino effect of like, like any, any, any person you cross throughout your work, um, you are changing – you're changing the landscape of, of blindness and as a, prof- a blind professional, I'm trying to find the word, but like you're, you're changing what those people think and not that they're bad people, but they just have never thought that was possible. Right. Right. Yeah. It's well, and it's like, are hard. you the only it's, blind engineer at Boeing? Uh, I mean, there might be others, but very few, or there might be, again, there's so many different types of engineering within Boeing as well. I think I've, I mean, I've come across other blind people, but not necessarily, you know, an engineer. They might be in HR or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But I'm sure because I've been to some of the large conferences for the NFB or ACB. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's some people who are you know, blind mathematicians or math professors. And there's a whole community of STEM, but there's not. Lifeguards. Not that many. <laughs> yeah. Never saw that guy going blue. <laughs> I'm colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> I've never left my post. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you so a year and a half here. Didn't know anyone here. Nope. Didn't know anybody. Have you dated a little I, bit? Uh, yeah. Well, you, you could call it that, I guess. You. Um. <laughs> I met my wife as I, I was still driving, so I had quite a bit of vision left, but um. It was before, so before I lost my vision and also before the dating apps came into play, which I feel like is just a blind man's best friend to get out there. But, um, how, what's that experience like? How do you, like you tell you, if you're in a, if you're in an interview, you said you're, you're bringing up the blindness, like right away. Do you bring it up before you all go on a date? Yeah. Well, it depends if obviously if I've met somebody out and about, and get a date through that way, like oh, okay. oh I didn't know people them. still did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm old here. School. Here I am thinking you're just <laughs> using apps. No, not especially. You know, when I first moved down here, didn't know anybody. I just, well, honestly, started going out to the bars, and you know, I'd sit there at the end of the bar where people go to pay, and I just wait for someone to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd met either you know got dates that way, or just made friends that way. You know, met people had nice conversations, and that's kind of you know. I still do sometimes and I have my cane obviously with me. So that's kind of, Oh, funny stories. Uh, So, you know, my cane like yours folds up Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will come up and don't know what it is. They're like, are you, uh, are you going to play the drums tonight or something like that? Or what is that? You know, are you a magician? Are you going to play the drums? Yeah. Why do you have a, I've never gotten that one before. Yeah. People think they're drumsticks. They're like, man, are you a, (laughs) why do you have a hiking stick? You know, or, there's no pool tables in here. Why do you have a pool cue? Uh, good oh, night. Man. I've had people tell me my cane is is neat or cool. That's a cool cane. 
I was like, really? You want, do you want it? If it's so cool, like, why don't you have one? Like, what am I, five? Break my arm. That's a cool cast you got. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great wheelchair you got. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? I wish I couldn't walk. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm 32 years old. Don't tell me my cane's cool. Like, I don't need, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's just, it's wild. It's still, it happens enough. Yeah. Where it's funny. I have fun not, with it. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't happen often enough where I'm ready for it. Right. Where people mistake it for something else or don't know what it is. And Do you get, something. you don't look blind a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look blind. I was like, well, I'll try to blind it up for you next time. I'm like, well, <laughs> well yeah. I, I won't say it here. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a response that I usually use, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> My, I mean, I just, I just think it's funny because, like, if they were, if they weren't to ask that question, and they're like, "I'm just gonna hang back and watch this person," they'll see me like, you know, dry hump a wall or something. Like, okay, yeah. never, never mind. I have a uh, one of my good buddies. This was like a week or two ago. Went to a bar, and we know the 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 door guy. So I went in, just gave him the thumbs up, you know, kept walking. Walked to the bar. My buddy's behind me. Comes up. He goes, "You know, sometimes when I forget and think, like, he sees more than what you think." And then I see you come in and give the thumbs up to someone who's not, or, you know, no one's sitting there. <laughs> the dude wasn't even there. I just go like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> my, He's like, I laughed so hard. <laughs> my, I, I was at a restaurant one time and I bumped into a wooden bench and my wife was with me and I, like, I have a habit of just saying sorry. Yep, same here. And so I bumped into the wooden bench and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And my wife goes, uh, what are you apologizing to the wood family? <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang, that's a good, like, that was a solid joke. I've done that before, too. And people are like, you just said sorry to a door. I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> Doors I have it, feelings, I too. Do, I give it the people's elbow. So. <laughs> if you smell. <laughs> you big wrestling guy? Uh, not not pro wrestling, really, to be honest. But, I mean, I guess I just didn't grow up watching it. But I definitely yeah. appreciate the athleticism and you know, steroids yeah. they take. <laughs> um. So con- so how long how long have you been doing doing comedy I bet like comedy has uh for for someone like us if you're coming to a city that's brand that's just new to you and you get connected into that scene like people are so kind and nice absolutely in the comedy scene like they take you in Yeah cuz when I well when I came down here again I I've wanted to do it for a long time but either never live near a comedy club or just didn't have the guts. When I got down here, it's like, well, I don't know anybody. This is, you know, what am I going to do? Embarrass myself in front of people I don't know. Who cares? Right. So I went and tried it. And then, yeah, you're right. Everybody's so nice. They're like, yeah, good job. Or, hey, you know, try this. Get closer to the mic next time. Hey, come to this open mic. You know, yada, yada, yada. They just accept you in and try to help you out, which has been awesome. My, my nerves were... Doing and still, if I do it over mic, it's it's getting to the mic, like as and that means from the very like, how am I getting to the mic? Am I Ubering? Am I getting dropped off? Am I whatever? And then once I get there, okay, like where's the mic? Where's the state? Like and I know like the Bricktown the Bricktown Comedy Club I love the most because it's it's lit it's very lit up there and they got that ramp. And, like, you just always know, like, what's going on. But some of these ones that are, like, at, you know, just tucked in the corner of a bar, like, there's, like, a speaker you could trip over. So, like, yeah, some people are afraid, like, are, will people laugh at my jokes? Like, I'm just – I just want to be able to tell the jokes. <laughs> so, by the time yeah, I get up to... there, my, like, 
those I'm ready to go. I'm like, all right, the hardest part for me was over. Yeah, I didn't take a header getting up to the stage. Yeah. I almost, there's a, a newer open mic at the uh, Anthem Brewing. Oh, I didn't know that. What night? Uh, Tuesdays. Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> You'll pay for the seat, but you're only going to be using the edge. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think it starts at 730 or something like that. But I went there for the first time a couple weeks ago. I walk up there. Okay. You know, here's the mic. But I didn't realize the stage It's just kind of like a little a podium. It's not very big. And so there's a, it's probably, I don't know, four feet wide, five feet wide. So I stepped up there and then stepped off the backside. I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I almost just took a header, you know. Yeah, you about got your biggest laugh yeah. in your comedy career. I mean, luckily there was only like, I don't know, just comedians and one yeah. person there. So everybody's like, oh, it's good. Like, hey, I guess we should have helped you better. But how many, how long before your first, like, your first just true soul snatching bomb when just you got up there and it just did not go well? Or do you, do you remember where it was? Um, Probably, I mean, it, it, it's hard to know because I'm sure, I mean, I've had some times at Bricktown Comedy Club where it hasn't gone well, but it hasn't been a bomb, you know, where, okay, I've got some laughs, but stuff didn't go as well as I hoped, or it was, <laughs> people People may have been a little bit more offended than they should have, or I thought they should have. Yeah. But at the when you do the open mics at the bars, it's hard to tell if you bomb because people yeah, talking, No one's listening. No one's paying attention. Yeah. Which... It's kind of better, in my opinion, because yeah. you're like, oh, this was terrible. But you know what? It wasn't awkward silence. So, Man, I bombed so hard at Othello's. It was my first time. And the the way I know is the anxiety that just fills your chest. Because I'm not an anxious person. And so I was like, oh, I've never felt this before. And they're like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> and just nothing. And my first time is my first time there. So I just didn't have the layout right down and I couldn't find, like I couldn't find my seat and you know, Chandler Roan, um, you know, he's just, Hey everyone, like, all right, next up it's uh and I'm just like, <laughs> that's a perfect impression. By the way. <laughs> I'm just like, tink, tink, tink. He's like, oh. and I'm interrupted. Like, all right, next up, tink, tink. Ne- Will someone just help him? <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> And my my mom was babysitting my daughter that next few days. She dropped me off, and then I got home, and she's like, so, honey, how'd it go? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Go to my room. (laughs) Go to my room. Um, How long have you been doing it now? Uh, Comedy. Just just over a year. So, but pretty consistent. You know, I try to go to at least least one open mic a week, and, you know, usually, usually more, but... If if you if someone called today and said, Sean, I need you to do ten minutes in a week, could you do you feel confident about ten ten minutes is a lot. Oh, easy. Easy? Oh, yeah. Again, since I you know I like to try to write new stuff every week just about. So I noticed that. I have, you know, just a giant log of clean material, dirty material, blind material, you name it. You know, whatever I think of, it's like, well, if I if I don't have a show I'm preparing for, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try new jokes. You know, or, would you put anything in that ten minutes that you did, um, and like, let's say your first month of doing comedy, is there anything that that works so well? I'm not saying you haven't punched up since, but like that you would use from your early days. Yeah, there's a there's a few bits actually that I've 
brought back out the last couple months and, you know, from the first month or two that I tried comedy and, you know, mixed it in with some new stuff. And I think it still works. Yeah. And again, like you said, punch some of it up a little bit, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not all good. Some of the stuff I look back on, like, Ooh, that, like, what was I doing? Like that, that needs some, uh, <laughs> I need some TLC. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I, I tried to make that, the, I had that uh, blind lives matter joke where like, it's this whole thing, but that's what this podcast should be called. Blind lives matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget we can't see. Um, and it's just, I like certain nights, something I, I would twist something up, you know, move this here, put that there and it would work better. But then I just always knew there was something more to it that I just wasn't grasping. Yeah. All the way. And I bet when you do take it, if I would have like kept doing it, you know, as religiously as you do, I'm sure it would have, you know, something would have came out to where I was like, there it is. That's why I, I try to do like currently I'll do maybe three open mics a week, three or four. And I'll use one maybe on Thursday and Friday and one on Tuesday. It's just, okay, let me try. Let me switch a word around, change a word up. And then Wednesday at the comedy club, when I know, okay, people are actually there, you know, for right for comedy. That's huge. That's when it's like, okay, this is going to be the real telltale sign. Yeah. The other days are kind of practiced. Okay, if I can add some stuff, switch it around, like, okay, no, this would be better here. And then maybe I'll put it away for, could be a week, could be a month, could be six months, and I'll come back to it and have a fresh mind. I'm like, okay, I can add this to it now or whatever. You're going to do this? Do you think you'll do it forever? I think Whatever so. it looks like. Like, you can't not go up and tell jokes anymore now that you've done it. It's, it's so much fun even just yeah. to hear people laugh or to hear people go, ooh. ooh. You know, or yeah, those are my favorite. The, yes, when you hear go, that's messed up. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, again, it's just that, you know, the nervousness when you're going up and then just the – Nothing making, like it, man. Making people laugh It's just – you're making people feel good and that's cool. And it's fun. And it's fun to be creative and make a new jokes or challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that struck a chord with me when you just said, uh, the feeling you get when you go up. So like for me, um, like I used to play competitive sports, um, and that feeling of like, if, whether I'm pitching in baseball and you know, there's bases loaded, two outs, full count like that, whatever that feeling is, in you that you crave. I hadn't, I hadn't had that in forever for a long time. 10, I'm 32. So over 10 years. And the first time I walked up, that's what hit me. And I was just like, Oh heck yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's I'm back, baby. We're in it. We're in it now. <laughs> yeah. That's the same here. Cause I did, you know, I wrestled my entire life and I tried other sports and whatnot, but I miss, I mean, you don't, you don't get the competitiveness. Mm-hmm. That you had in sport, but still, yeah, getting that. Okay, I gotta this. I gotta perform. You know, I, this is me coming up and trying to. It's just me versus whoever, and I gotta lay it down. And once you're up there at the mic, everything goes away and it's fine. But you know that that walk up, you're like, oh no, yeah, yeah. Like, is it, you have no like you're trying by yourself trying to make people laugh. Like it's so ridiculous. You're going for one emotion. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, musicians obviously, and they don't know you, artists. But you know, musicians they can make you sad. They can make you 
happy, laugh, whatever. We got one goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, it's kind of sick when you think about it, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we doing to ourselves? Um, Dude, this stinks. It's, we're, we got to cut time. That went fast. That did go fast. We're going to have to do it again. Absolutely. Yeah, we got so many stories between the two of us, too, we can tell, or just other times we've been together at the comedy club. Yeah. We can go on and on. Um, Anything you want to plug? Oh, I mean, I guess if people want to. Got any new planes coming out or anything? (laughs) I'm on the B-52 program, so (laughs) hopefully uh, that's 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 an old plane. That ain't a new plane. Okay. But. I guess if people want, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, which is perfect for blind people, you know, pitching a, <laughs> a social media app with uh, pictures, but <laughs> videos, but I'm at the, uh, I'm the white Ray Charles on there. The white Ray, Ray Charles. Yeah. I follow you on Instagram. I don't even know if I, I think I, I don't, I didn't know that was your name. Yeah. That's funny. And Facebook. I mean, I, I just have my private account. I need to, I need to make like an actual page for comedy or something, but so nothing there yet, but. If anything, in time, maybe just look up my my name, Sean Berg, on Facebook, and maybe I'll have a page. Yeah, and Kat, anytime you're going, I mean, going to an open mic so fun, especially Bricktown Comedy Club. Um, if you go there any Wednesday night, you'll probably see you up there telling some oh, jokes. Oh, absolutely. I'll be there this Wednesday for sure. And uh, hopefully hopefully, be getting booked on some shows soon. I know uh, I'm talking to some folks, and they're like, we need to get you on some shows. You're really good. Can't believe you're not getting booked. So if you uh, follow me, Stay tuned for those. Yeah, and they'll, they're coming. I mean, dude, you're a, um, your worth ethic, you can tell. I remember the first few jokes you told. I was like, oh, man, like you're you're sitting down writing clever, funny jokes. And um, the fact that you're cranking them out like every week, like that is uh, that's super impressive. So it'll come. And when it does, you'll be more ready than anyone else is. I guarantee, you know what I mean? I'm not just pumping you up, but like the the longer, however, for whatever reason, the longer you have to wait, it's just the better it's going to come out once you do get that first paid gig, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The more ready, the more material I have. The, yep. Yeah. All right. Um, if anyone's still listening, thank you. Um, see you next time. And remember, it's not what you can see. I'll get you home there, son. I Can't See is a part of the Breaking Ice Building Bridges community podcast platform brought to you by Possibilities.